3D movie time capsule for 2011. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf. I have with me Jake. Howdy, folks. And Krista. Hello. And welcome back to 2011, which is the time capsule year we're doing this for the 3D movie time capsule. So 2011 has quite a few movies that we want to talk about. Uh, Krista, what movie do you want to talk about first? Um, I say we can talk about Green Hornet. Okay. Um, Krista, have you seen this? No. It's okay. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. Jake, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's uh, strangely faithful to the source material. So if you're a big fan of the old radio show, it's, you're probably going to raise your eyebrows. Uh, I, I just like the dynamic between the characters. I like the 3D. Uh, this movie gets really ragged on a lot. Uh, it may not be the funniest. It's not exactly a comedy. It's not exactly a drama. Uh, I love. I just love all the stuff of them riding around in the car and um, and trying to not spoil too much if you decide you want to check it out for yourself. Uh, there's some real interesting stunts and stuff done with the Black Beauty. Uh, it's well worth checking out. Unlike that movie, the next movie we talk about, Nomeo and Juliet, is just meh. It's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be, but it's not great or good either. It doesn't even reach the level of a passable movie. It's Your tolerance for this movie is going to depend on how much you want to see an animated Elton John. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it wasn't complete trash. I'll give it that, but I mean... I was walking into this complete trash, and I watched it in the Dollar Theater, and I was like, you know, it ain't as bad as I could have been. <laughs> so, I guess, you know, a 5 out of 10 or 6 out of 10 is better than, you know, a 2. Yeah, yeah, it's almost passable. Alright, Jake, what's the next movie you want to talk about? Oh, let's just go straight for uh, everybody's favorite movie to malign, and rightfully so, Green Lantern. Uh, we already talked about Green Lantern, Jake. Ah, uh, I thought we talked about Green Hornet. Oh, damn it. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Hey, uh, the world may hate this movie, but Ryan Reynolds met his wife on the set. So Green Lantern, Green Hornet. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, no, and, and Taika White and a lot of Americans, this was the first time they saw Taika Waititi. <laughs> oh. Oh, great. But he went on to do better things. Yeah. Everybody went on to do better things. Even the people in the audience who saw this went on to do better things. <sighs> yeah. I, I've tried to block this movie from my mind. I'm sorry, Jake. You were right. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, this should, this should be in the UN, you know, things of torture. It just, like, I was kind of okay with it for, like, maybe half of it, but then the villain was awful, and it just, special effects didn't work, and it just, yeah, the tone was all wrong. No. And they really got the villain wrong, and it's a criminal misuse of Mark Strong. Um, It's actually kind of interesting that Nintendo gave, you know, a trailer for this on the Nintendo 3DS. And 3D in that trailer looked better in the Nintendo 3DS screen than it did in the movie. And I was pissed. All right. Uh, 
So, Krista, how is Pina? Is this about pineapples? No, this is about a a um ma- I believe she might have been German or French, not sure. This is a mul- multilingual uh movie. She was a choreo modern dance choreographer who died like previously to this movie coming out, but like uh the director had been making a documentary about her for years and ended it's a 3D modern dance piece is the best way to describe it. It's like pieces of dance she choreographed with her dance troupe combined with like interviews of her dance troupe talking about her. And the dancing looks absolutely gorgeous in 3D. Have you seen this, Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Krista's uh, covering this much better than I could. Because uh, about this, it's, I just remember the dancing just being absolutely breathtaking. This is this is all this is the movie that sold me on 3D, I think, because it's just so gorgeous. Like this is the type of movie like most movies, it's okay to watch in 2D. 3D is good, but like, you know, you're not losing all that much if you watch it in 2D. With Pina the 3D takes it to a whole other level where I think a lot of the people who watched it with me wouldn't have liked it as much as they did if they hadn't seen it in 3D. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware that Pina is pineapple in Spanish. That's what my joke was before. Yes. Um, Pina is on our list for movies on the movie club, um, 3D or 2D movie club, and uh, not many votes, if any. So it, it seems like it's a hidden gem, one of those movies that most people didn't know it's about. It's kind of niche type of movie like not many people would put modern dance documentary as like top of their list but like if you like art house films type of thing this is gorgeous okay cool uh jake what do you you talk about next oh let's go with another bad one let's just get let's just rip the band-aid off and go transformers dark side of the moon Okay, this is the one with the moon, and apparently there's a moon base with Transformers on it, and the Transformers have been around for for years, and um, the 3D looked pretty great in it, though. Yeah, and uh, and after a while, one Transformers movie just blurs into another, unless it's Bumblebee. That one, that one sticks out, because that one's surprisingly excellent. Yeah, it was filmed in... It was, Rendered specifically for 3D, so eh, oof, I love watching this movie in 3D. But the movie itself, besides the moon and JFK being in here, it, I don't remember any of this really. Like I said, they all blur together. All right, so let's go. Let's keep on going here for outer space and bad movies. Uh, Mars needs moms. This is a really weird CG animated movie, right, Jake? Yeah, this is another one of those with awkward uh, uh, animation and just Disney and their um, Disney has times where they really struggle with 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 new material. And oh, boy, this one is I think this is the one that uh, almost bankrupt Zemeckis. And this has a motion capture from Zemeckis. So it just really weird looking like this wasn't 100% right 
Yeah. I mean, it's not as awkward looking as uh, Polar Express, but Polar Express has a cool story in Tom Hanks. Uh, this does not have anything going for it. It's unintentionally funny. Uh, it's a flop, too. Yeah, and it's awkward. Okay, so let's keep going. Uh, what do you know about Drive Angry, Jake? Uh, this is uh, Nick Cage Rage, and it's full glory. Uh, if you're a Nick Cage fan, you're going to probably love this. Uh, it's you're, you're gonna, Your jaw is going to drop at least three or four times watching this movie. Uh, I almost a joke. It's uh, a Ghost Rider movie without Ghost Rider in it, and there is a sex battle scene in 3D that has to be seen to be believed. I mean, this movie is like completely over the top. It's one of the. It's so bad, it's good. Okay, so Krista, what do you want to talk about next? Um, we can talk about Thor. All right, Thor, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A Thor movie that, in theory, shouldn't work, but it does. Uh, Krista, mm. what are your thoughts on Thor? I actually really like the first Thor. I never saw it in 3D, and I have the suspicion it might not have been that good in 3D. Uh, but I like the story. The 3D is pretty good. It's not the strongest Marvel movie in 3D, but it's not bad. Uh, I really thought Kenneth Branagh handled the material well. And Thor, you know, being so Shakespearean, I was thinking, oh man, this is gonna not be good, but they made it work. It make it makes sense on screen. And Thor, you know, everyone seems to really like Chris Hemsworth now as the Thor, you know, which was not a given back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tom Hiddleston almost took over the whole Marvel as Loki. He just became almost everybody's favorite character. Okay, uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Thor, you know, he's been around and he, he's just such a great character now. And he's so, he has so much evolution from this point. And um, I've really liked Thor, which I've ne- I knew about Thor in the comics, but I never really cared about him. But this, besides the second movie, which oof, the Thor movies are really good. <laughs> Yeah. But this also it also has borderline nothing to do with Norse mythology. Yeah. <laughs> like the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh Jake, what do you want to talk about next? Oh, let's stick with Marvel and talk about uh Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, I love Captain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could love me. I actually like this movie a lot. <laughs> yeah, I could watch yeah, Joe Johns, he's one of those, the guy directed this, Joe John. he's one of those guys, uh, he's, a lot of guys sneer at him, but he's a, he never gets in the way of a good script. The villain is very kitschy and, like, not satisfying as a villain, but, like, the character development and backstory of Cap, I really enjoy. Oh, I thought Hugo Weaving did a decent job. Uh, I wish he'd come back, but I'm satisfied with his replacement in the MCU for the character. Um, but these early Marvel movies, uh, the villains were never that strong. I always felt like it was almost like their inner struggle was more 
of the antagonist they were fighting yeah. than some villain. And Chris Evans is great. In this, yeah. Some of the effects are starting to not hold up a little bit, but it's, st- it's still uh, jaw-dropping when you see him as this, you know, the 98-pound weakling. Yeah, and transformation is pretty wow, amazing, great. And um, just the whole thing with keeping it. I know a lot of people were worried that they're going to not make this a World War II movie, and they kept it in there, and it works. And, um, you know, Chris Evans, you got to give him credit. Before this, he was a human torch. He was a very small celebrity. This catapulted him up. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't think it was going to work. But it does. And Sebastian Stan, I mean, he knocked it out of the park, his Bucky, the best friend. Mm-hmm. Always stood by Steve. And then, and wasn't, the, didn't have a slight bit of jealousy or anything after his transformation. I mean, he was happy for him. I mean, I was worried it was going to go into that kind of nonsense trope. And I gotta give credit to Haley Atwell for Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter's awesome! Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie launched uh, one of the greatest uh, Marvel TV shows of all time, Agent Carter. And uh, and Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. Excellent. He was great. Yeah. I mean, this, this movie is a blast, and it's incredible looking in 3D. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, a movie I have not seen... But it's really weird um, because how things worked out in real life. It's a real. This is an animated movie about some birds that are going to go extinct. And not soon after this movie released, they actually did go extinct, which is sad. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so sad. That's terrible. That makes me sad. (laughs) Oh, poor birds. I never watched this movie. Krista, have you watched this or no? I've watched this movie. It's, um, I believe the basic plot is they find, like, two, um, they have two of these, whatever macaw species are, and uh, the main character is the male, and he's introduced to the female, and it's, like, immediately the female hates him. It's like they're supposed to repopulate their species, but like they hate each other. <laughs> it's really uh, funny. Yeah, so this is basically a documentary on their extinction. So, did anyone watch this in 3D or no? No. I saw it in 3D. I remember it being like typical of a lot of 3D animation. It's good, but they didn't really take it to the levels of something like some of the Madagascar movies. I give it like a six or a seven. Like, it's fine. It's just not great. (laughs) Yeah. It's not memorable. I mean, I haven't seen it since 2011. It's not particularly memorable. Okay, so how is a memorable-wise Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides? Um, I remember watching this, actually. It's like one of three movies I've watched in the Pirates movies, and it was okay. It's the one with the mermaids, right, I think? I think so. Yeah, these are starting to uh, blend together. Yeah, they're searching for the Fountain of Youth, and um, I actually really hate the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. 
The first one is the only one I know. I, I could not get into it. And then I watched this one and it's like, okay, I kind of like this. Um, but I haven't seen, like, I saw another one, like, waiting for a dentist's appointment. Um, but that was, like, 30 minutes of it. Cause, but um, this is okay. I don't remember the 3D aspect. I didn't watch it in 3D. Did any of all watch it in 3D or no? I saw it in 3D. Uh, nothing about it sticks. Like I said, I don't think I've seen this since it came out. The problem with the Pirates of the Caribbean th- series is in the first movie, Jack Sparrow is a side character comedy relief type of a character. And it's not until, like, in the other movies, they make him the main character, but he wasn't originally the main character. And he doesn't really work as the main character as well as he worked as the side comedy relief character. And so he becomes a parody of himself. Yeah. That sums it up perfectly. All right, let's uh, move on then to uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. I have not seen any of the Kung Fu Panda movies. Uh, Jake, how, are, how is this one? Uh, I, to tell you the truth, it in the first one and the third one, they all blend together. Uh, I just remember the character designs being very nice, uh, the 3D being good. But story-wise, I haven't seen this since it originally came out. It's just there. Chris, have you seen this panda movies? Or no? I think I'm not sure if I remember the exact plot of the second one. I have seen, I know I've seen the first one, probably seen the second one, but I don't know. But the character, the animation is pretty good. The story is okay. I would, I would rank it higher than than Leo in terms of story, but like, yeah. I don't think it's like the best DreamWorks has done. I don't think it reaches to the level of Shrek, for example, or How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, so Krista, what do you want to talk about next? Uh, do you want to talk about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows? Part two. <laughs> yes. Part two. Okay, um, I like Harry Potter movies, all of them. Um, this was like a rush job of 3D, wasn't it, Jake? Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's very weird to talk about the part two movie without... Because it's really the second half of a movie. It's not really a movie unto itself. It's very weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, I just remember this being real cardboardy in 3D and a lot of dark scenes that didn't work. Oh, it is very, very darkly lit. I don't know Mm -hmm. how... I didn't see it in 3D, but I yeah. hardly and, uh, think it would be good some, in 3D. <laughs> there's been some reports that the 3D in this has been redone, and the rest of the series has been converted. But I have, but I've only have one source on this, so I don't know how accurate it is. Uh, they were supposedly done for when the theaters reopen in China so Hollywood would have some new the, 3D material. Interesting. The, the the Harry Potter I think would be the best in 3D is the third one. Yeah, exactly. And the first one would be cool too. Brightly lit. Uh, but the third one's more is the most brightly lit one. Yeah. Yeah. And plus the third one has that amazing flying sequence over all of Hogwarts. Uh-huh. 
And also, I think the Shrieking Shack scene where uh, Gary Oldman gives one of the greatest exposition dumps in cinematic history would also look <laughs> really good in 3D. Um, I think the Harry Potter movies are great. Uh, I, I mean, some of them are weaker than others, but I really enjoy them all. I think <laughs> the the sequels or the prequels of the... Um, I just think they're kind of... Eh, Kind of get they're getting better, but I kind of don't like them as much as the Harry Potter ones, the uh, Fantastic Beasts movies. The characters aren't as engaging. You got to get credit. The cast really grew up with the franchise, and they were all good. You know, all the mm-hmm. so. All right, let's uh, keep going. Uh, Jake, what do you want to talk about next? Oh God, let's pick another bad one here. Cars. Uh, okay. So oh my God. Cars. This. Yeah, this is uh, soul-suckingly bad. This is... I I will defend uh, the first Cars movie just simply on uh, Paul Newman's performance. Uh, that makes it worthwhile alone. The first uh, Cars movie is decent. Mm-hmm. But this is just this most hack-eyed spy plot driven by stupidity and mistaken identity and Michael Caine uh, just cashing another paycheck and it's all made her and I'm like oh my god probably has the same uh, problem of the side character becoming the main character bingo and a, and a not particularly interesting side character and I've always hated movies that basically make people so beyond how stupid they are in real life. But sometimes what I've been seeing in the news lately, sometimes I might think I might have to reassess my uh, grasp of how stupid people can actually be. Uh, I actually gave up on Cars. <laughs> the first one... I was like halfway through it or two thirds through it, and I was like, I just don't care. Boring, and turned it off. Oh, I got dragged to take a whole bunch of kids to see this, and I think they hated it even more than I did. They were bored. So, yeah, Cars. And then this was like one of the worst Pixar sequels, worst Pixar movies of all time, Cars 2. Like, everyone hated it. This is, I would pick this as absolute the worst Pixar movie. I have a question, mostly for Jake. Um, I have this came out when I was very young, but I have a another recollection of like anthropomorphic cars that like predate the Cars movie. Do you have any idea what that is? Uh there's been lots of anthropomorphic cars. Uh, Warner Brothers did a whole bunch of shorts with uh, car characters, Tex Avery. Uh, or is it MGM that did them? And they're awesome. In fact, they were an inspiration for cars. Now, Krista, maybe you're thinking about the Chevron cars uh, car, uh, commercials where they're like talking cars, but it's like a claymation kind of thing. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Claymation talking cars. <laughs> okay. Those commercials I'm not that familiar with. They were in the 90s, the, the late 90s. Yeah. But I actually like I would have been sure. 
explain it. In the nineties, I was working such weird shifts. I never saw television. But yeah, uh, I remember those commercials quite well. I like those commercials. <laughs> um, I wish that we were brought to you by Chevron. <laughs> I wish that we are, you know, I mean, I hate the oil companies, but then if we had the oil company money, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. You'd sell out. <laughs> I hate you until you pay me. Honestly, that's my feeling on James Cameron. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's keep going here to, uh, Puss in Boots, uh, Shrek, uh, spinoff movie based on, uh, Puss in Boots, the, the little cat. I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Chris, have you watched Puss in Boots? I'm not sure if I've seen this movie specifically. Now, I actually remember watching this in 3D and I was like, wow, this is actually really great in 3D. Like, many scenes had really great depth, and, like, I remember one scene specifically with, like, an interior scene, and, like, it had, like, different lanterns at different levels of 3D depth, and I was like, damn, this is so much better than it should be. And this is a movie where they know which side character to give them side plot to, because they didn't go and make a donkey movie. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank God. I was so worried we were going to get a donkey and dragon movie. Um, This is actually, like, it made a good amount of money, and it's so weird that it never got a sequel. Um, Antonio Banderas is great here. Sama Hayek. This is a really good cast, and I really like this movie. I I, I like Mm -hmm. it more than the third Shrek, so... Yeah, this is better than several of the Shrek movies. And the 3D's great, the animation's great. Yeah. Yeah, this is one I'd easily slap a eight or a nine on. All right, let's keep going. Jake, what do you want to talk about next? Oh, we're going to talk about... Let's talk... I've been, I've been dragging out the trash. Let's talk about probably the best movie of uh, 2011, 3D-wise. Hugo. Yes. This is the most gorgeous movie. Uh-huh. And, it's, and it's such a good tribute to like the history of film and just like... I don't know if you guys know this, but George Melies is actually one of the first 3D filmmakers. Uh-huh. Yeah, he accidentally invented 3D. <laughs> yeah. A Martin Scorsese movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quite rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a movie about movies, and sometimes that really doesn't work, but in this case, it really did work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Christopher Lee gives one of his best performances of all time in this. Surprisingly, Sasha Baron Cohen is great in this, too. <laughs> oh, don't judge him by by the Alice sequel. <laughs> no, but, I mean, usually he's, you know, he, um, I mean, Borat was such a big part of him um, b- around this time, and this really, it's like, whoa, this guy could have real range. He could make some great movies. Yeah. Martin Scorsese is a very good uh, 3D filmmaker. He understands the power of 3D, and in this film, like it really shows. Um, you have so many gorgeous songs of like all the inner workings of like the clock and the gears in the clock, and like when you have like this, the movie starts with I believe like a very long shot that's just like weaving in and out between like all the people in the train station and like it's just so gorgeous 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this it, is in the, the train station. What he did make the train station feel like so full and full, like like give it a lot of depth. Is he kicked up dust into the air? So there's like always like little particles floating in sunlight and like atmospherics everywhere. It looks alive. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Hugo is great. Um, yeah, this is definitely a great, great movie. Great 3D here. Great. Um, everything about this is wonderful. Um, so it was actually interesting because I actually interviewed um, very, very early on on the website uh, for the one year anniversary, the guy who actually was able to watch C3D after watching Hugo in 3D because he was not able to see 3D. And uh, this guy got a lot of different um, press. And unfortunately, he passed away. Um, but mm. the, the uh, interview is my first interview for the website and is great. Um, I'm going to put it up eventually again. Um, but yeah. It was a really, he never saw 3D before watching this movie, and then he was able to watch T3D after that. And that story is, is great, it's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, uh, what do you want to talk about next? It feels almost impossible to follow up Hugo, but we could talk about The Lion King, yeah. Um, oh, before I forget, the name of the person that I interviewed was Bruce Bridgman, and he has passed away, um, but his interview with, with us is fantastic. Uh, Lion King, this is the original Lion King from Disney, um, and this is a 3D remaster. I have not seen it, but I do love the original Lion King. Yeah, they did a good job with this, and, you know, they just went down, they, did, they remastered this like they did with the Toy Story movies, you know, re-rendered. So, and it looks beautiful. I'm, like, really curious about how this looks in 3D because, like, I'm I'm just very curious about, like, 2D for 3D in general, how it works and how it looks. Yeah, they did a lot better. I've seen some other uh, 2D stuff done in uh, 3D. It looks like cardboard. Uh, this does not. They they did a very nice job with this. Okay. It depends how cheap you go with the conversion. Uh huh. It's like like I tell people. I said it's like con check comparing the um, Shrek conversions with the Toy Story conversions. Okay, so let's uh, keep going here. Uh, we're just gonna try to do these as fast as we can. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. I don't remember watch this. Jake, you watch this? Yeah, it's kind of a it's a PG thirteen remake. Jason Momoa is Conan. It's passable. The more you like Jason Momoa, the more you'll get out of it. All right, the Smurfs. How is this? Uh, it's terrible, but Neil Patrick Harris is funny. Uh, where else are you gonna see uh, Tim Gunn in three D? Uh, Dolphin Tail. I have not seen this in 3D. I don't know how good it is in 3D. I don't know that it would be, but, um, I mean, this this is, like, like, that really weird genre of, like, animal, like, like, 
that genre of like a boy and his dog, except it's like a boy and his dolphin. Basically what this movie is. Starring Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And I think, I believe it's based on a true story. I don't know. Uh, but it's like basically they, 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 a dolphin has lost its tail and they build a prosthetic for the dolphin. I don't know. I, I imagine there's a lot of CGI in this film, actually, but yeah. and I don't know if the CGI would hold up. <laughs> Jake, have you seen this? No, I have not seen the, the, the $6 million man version of a dolphin. Nope. Yeah, um, I remember the commercials for this, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> this looks bad. This is like, this is like this, there's like a weird version of movies where they feel almost like a knockoff of themselves. Yeah. And yet yeah. it somehow has Morgan Freeman. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. So, Krista, how is Happy Feet 2? It's actually very good. It's not as good as the first Happy Feet, but it's a very good movie. Um, well, yeah. And I, I haven't seen it in 3D, but I'm pretty sure it would look pretty awesome in 3D. This is a dancing penguin movie, right? Mm-hmm. I've never watched either one of them, so I don't know anything about them, besides that they dance. They made a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, and the first one has music by Prince, so the second one doesn't. Doesn't it have an environmental message, too, I think? Something like that? Yes. The first one has a very explicitly environmental message. I don't know that the second one has as much of a environmental message. Because in the first one, like, the main, like, he tra- he travels a very large distance across the world, and it's like very focused on like the Earth as a whole. Whereas the second one is really much more like him trying to raise his son, and like in a it's it's smaller in scale. It's more local to the Antarctic area. Okay, good movie. Uh, Jake, what do you want to talk about next? Oh, let's go for another good one. The Adventures of Tintin. Oh, I love this movie. <laughs> oh, this is uh, this is great. In fact, it's better than a lot of Tintin um, comics. Directed by Steven Spielberg and produced by him. And Peter Jackson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which explains why the 3D is so good in this. Yeah, it's beautifully animated. It's CG animated, but this is like the next gen of Robert Zemeckis kind of motion capture. And this one works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, because they understand you can't do an exact capture. You have to tweak it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it looks scary and creepy. And this is just fun. It's a fun adventure movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Indiana Jones, um, you know, the Chronicles, you know, when he was a young man type of story. Uh, it's that kind of adventure. And it's just, is this just such... Did we say it looked gorgeous? I mean, this is just such a gorgeous movie. And there's some great performances, um, great characters. It and Hugo would make a beautiful double feature. Now, in some places of the world, it's called Adventures of Tintin, The Secret of the Unicorn. Uh, I'm not sure why it has the the extra secret part, but um, Chris, have you seen this one? No. This is a, a great movie, a great animated movie. I felt like um, maybe it's underappreciated. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to tap out. Okay, that's fine. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right, so let's keep going here. Uh, Fright Night. Jake, you know about this movie? Yeah, it's a remake of a really uh, cool cult classic. Uh, it's um, And Fright Night was one of those movies that should have never been remade because it's a... It's an 80s look at 50s horror hosts and horror movies, and it doesn't really translate. They change the horror host to uh, a Chris um, Angel type of magician. I mean, he's beautifully played by David Tennant, but he's just but Vincent just isn't as interesting in this version. Uh, the 3D's hit and miss because of how dark it's filmed. It's not a bad movie. It's just not as good as the original. Okay. Um, from one night to another night, Shark Night 3D. What's this about, Jake? Uh, this is a shark attack movie, uh, which has some awesome underwater 3D sequences that are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and, and, and unbelievably, it's PG-13. And it's still good. There's some great performances. Uh, there's some funny performances. Uh, this is a little... It's not tongue-in-cheek as uh, Piranha. But I had a good time with it. And think it's an underrated um, film. Uh, it might. It's a pain in the rear to get a uh, 3D version of this. Because it didn't get a 3D home video release in the United States. Okay. Uh, the rest of these movies I have not seen. Uh, so, Jake... Uh, let's go, let's do the naughty one last. Um, <laughs> okay. The Three Musketeers. How's this remake? I've never seen this one. It's, I thought was pretty boring. Uh, it's the Three Musketeers and, and it's yet all the visuals are steampunk. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, it's just by the numbers action movie. Okay, 3D. It's just there. It's not very memorable. This is a directed by Paul W.S. Anderson and starring uh, his wife, uh, Mila Jovovich, and more. Luke Evans, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, you'll forget it as you walk out the theater or when you turn your TV off. Okay. So we got two Christmas movies. Um, both of them you really like, right? Yeah. All right, which one do you like the most? Uh, I think Arthur Christmas, maybe. I'm trying to what the other one is off the top of my head. We'll get to it. Uh, so Arthur Christmas. Okay. What is it about? Uh, basically, it's about this uh, one, uh, a son of Santa picking up the reins. Um, and he's the, and he's the other, he's the one that's not considered fit to be the next Santa, his brother is. And of course, hijinks, and this is oh so British. Okay. And pretty funny, uh, Martin Freeman, this is just loaded with a British cast. Martin Freeman is Arthur. The 3D is great. The character, you know, the animation's nice, nice character designs. It's a decent 
Christmas movie, well worth your time. And this is another one of the gems that were kind of hidden away that didn't do that well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this is a very British movie. And it was, they did not pander to the American audience with this at all. And uh, this is a, a Leica movie, or no? No, it's not Leica. It's uh, Art. Is it Art? I think it's Art Moore, but don't quote me on that off the top of my head. I just remember, you know, being charmed very much by this movie. Um, the only reason I mentioned Leica because it's stop motion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Artman Animations. But I don't know if how it's, if it's a CGI to look like stop motion or actual stop motion. Yeah, this is Ardman Animations and Sony Pictures together, collaborative effort. Ardman being um, the most, you probably know, the, the most famous work of Ardman is the um, uh, Wamet, Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run. Those are the two really, really big ones that he's, but Wallace and Gromit is what the one that everyone knows and likes about him. Mm-hmm. So the next Christmas movie, A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas movie ah almost forgot about this one the the pot and pot smoke looks awesome in 3d (laughs) just just letting it out there yeah this is raunchy fun for the adults and uh most places in america it's now legal or it should be yeah Um, but so i never saw the sequel i saw the original and i enjoyed it but i was like this is the third one, right? Mm-hmm. And the second one, I yeah, this, hated it. This, uh, well, the second one is Escape from Guantanamo. Yeah, that one did not connect with me at all. And I was like, no. I was like, the third one? No, I'm out. Oh, th- you know, this is just your standard shenanigans. Uh, I actually like the theatrical cut better than the raunchier one because it's funnier. Uh, and it's more focused. Okay. And, and and Neil Patrick Harris is just as hilarious uh, in this one as he was in the first one. Now, there's um, some movies here that we're not going to mention. Um, you know, we kind of skip around here, and we, we didn't want to mention all of them just because of time. We don't want to have this to be a two-hour podcast just for one year. Um so, you know, we skipped Justin Bieber's Never Say Never. Sorry. Jenny Justin Bieber fans out there. <laughs> but none of us saw it. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, The Sorcerer and the White Snake, which is a Chinese movie. Never saw it. It's on my list to see, but... And uh, now for some more adult material. Jake... You know what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, this ain't Avatar. XXX. Pornography. Woohoo! Yeah, porn parody. Uh, shoddy 3D. Shoddy effects. Shoddy story. Uh, I saw this hanging out with some friends who had a 3D setup, and I just remember. Mostly being bored and laughing. The actors actually are blue, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, it's better than Strokey Man. <laughs> uh... Somehow I don't think that's a blurb they want to put on the on the box. 
we're better than Strokey Man. So there's a, a good string of uh, pornography parody movies, and uh, you know this one is is one of them that got a lot of people attention because it came out. You know, it was Avatar was still pretty huge in, in the zeitgeist, and like oh, a parody porn. Uh huh. And this was ac- and this was actually easier to get on home video than the actual Avatar at the time by Hustler Videos. Mm hmm. So it had a bigger budget than Wood Rocket, but probably not by much. Hustler Video, another place that I would like to get sponsored by. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't feel as bad as if uh, Chevron sponsored us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, let's just say I am a very much a appreciator of uh, nudity, um, especially the female form. The female form is a beautiful work of art, but some males are are very handsome too. But you know, pornography aside, uh, you watch this in three D or no? Yeah, I remember watching this at somebody's house, and um, there were copious amounts of uh, mind altering substances and liquid form and other. And so there was much so there was much laughter and we we thought they looked more like smurfs than anything else the, but the navi <laughs> yeah and this might have been the first ever adult movie specifically made for 3D <laughs> uh unfortunately no <laughs> there's quite more 3D porn um yeah depending on um your definition of porn of uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's First movie was doing porn inserts for a um, well softcore for a German import softcore movie. Now, there's another 2011 movie called 3D Sex and Zen Extreme Fantasy. You know about that? Oh yeah, that's uh, I believe a Wang Jing uh, Chinese movie. Yeah, Hong Kong erotica. Which are uh, yeah, which are uh, most of his. Adult movies are uh, comedies with, you know, basically showing women's uh, bosoms. In 3D, popping out at you, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, 3D porn. Uh, I don't know how many people remember this or or want us to talk about it, but hey, it definitely exists. And, um, you know, sexuality is a normal part of being a human being. No shame. Yeah. All right. Um, any other movies from 2011 you want to talk about, Jake, that you remember are 3D movies? No, I think uh, we've covered my PTSD from that year. So I apologize again for Green Hornet and Green Lantern uh, <laughs> getting mixed up. Green Hornet being a better movie, which is kind of weird to remember. <laughs> <laughs> we all do it. So that was your time. Um yeah, senior moment for me. <laughs> uh, your boomer moment. Uh, my millennial getting all mixed up together. Green things. Um, I guess the best movie, I think we could agree, Hugo? Yep, definitely Hugo. Uh, best animated movie, um, Tintin? Yeah. Uh, best trash movie would be Drive Angry. Okay, okay. Um, 
best superhero movie. We got four contenders here. I'll go with Captain America. Yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> Thor is not too bad, though. Thor is really good. Yeah. Oh, at worst would be, and worst is a tough one. I mean, because how can you compete against Green Lantern, Cars 2, and Transformers Dark Side of the Moon? As far as I'm concerned, that's a three-way tie. Um, yeah, Transformers, I think that was better than the third one, uh, the fourth one. I'm getting really, how many Transformers movies there are, it's kind of getting a little bit, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, we missed Final Destination 5, we missed Glee. How is Glee? Did you watch that? Yeah, uh, the concert stuff is uh, the 3D's pretty good, uh, but they just shove this documentary about Gleeks. Huh. And some of the 3D in that is good, but the thing is, they should have made it, at, they should have had the documentary about the Gleeks, not part of the movie. They should have had it as a, as a bonus thing on the disc, instead of having it in the, the movie should have just been lo- the live performances. Of course, with all the things that have happened to the cast since this movie was made, it's just so damn depressing to think even think about it. Yeah, and this was just part of that whole trend of 3D um, concert music kind of things with Kenny Chesney and um, being also one of them in Jonas Brothers and, you know, um, Katy Perry. So just a weird phase we had of 3D uh, concert movies that is now long gone dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 2011, I think is actually a much better movie year than 2010. Yeah. 2010 was pretty trashy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it did have, I mean, 2010 did have how to train your dragon and toy story three. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of turds in that one. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. But last airbender and nut, the first nutcracker in 3d. So, 2011, not too bad. Pretty good year. Um, lots of really great movies here. Um, definitely Hugo. Hugo is uh, a top notch and is part of our movie mm-hmm. club. And um, I haven't seen it since I saw it in 3D, but I loved it. You know, this was a family movie. I think the whole family watched this in 3D together I mean, like for Christmas. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. All right, I guess that's it for 2011. And with that, the time capsule will be closed for this year. Uh, we'll be back in 2012. And in 2012, Jake, you remember, that was supposed to be the end of the year. End of the world. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was. And we're just realizing it. <laughs> so, some things to look forward to in 2012. Avengers! Star Wars, episode one. Uh, Finding Nemo. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> oh, God. Yep, yep, yep. All right, that's it for us. Bye. Bye, folks. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D and Mr. Bingo5 for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. 
If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.